0: This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice, so please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show, hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not We've got a few recovery periods. We have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join. And the link is in the show notes for you. Okay. On with the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the HA podcast. I'm so pumped as always when I bring you guys um, a story, story time to have our guest Megan Mahoric. Mahorik? Mahoric? Mahorik? Mahorik, you got it. Did I do it? Yes. <laughs> you did On the it. show.
1: Welcome, Meg. Thank you. It's so awesome to be here. Thanks so much, Danny, for yeah, for t- listening to this story today. I'm really excited to catch up. Yes. This is a fun one because um because you
0: were like ages ago <laughs> for me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. often with yeah. with them, um, I love like like sometimes I'll interview someone fresh off the plate, you know, they're like yeah. a couple cycles in um, and there's kind of like, there's developments with yours, right? Because it was all um like 2020, 2021? 2021. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like the beginning so of 2021. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. It's been a bit. okay. So will you just kind of do the honors of sharing who you are, where you're from and just your story, like where you believe
1: it started, yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah, of course. Okay, would love to. So I think I'd like to maybe start with my menstruation journey yeah. and where that started. Um, I think that's so unique to every woman. And for my own experience, it started really early. I was eleven years old and it was one of those stories where you're at a pool party you're in my little tankini situation <laughs> and it was very awkward and i really actively managed to hide it away at the time um since i was one of the first people that i knew who had started my period so that was my my experience with a period very early on in life and it wasn't until i was about 15 years old that my period started to impact me in a way that I needed to leave school for example because my cramps were so painful and my you know it was it was difficult for me um my skin was bad like all of these hormonal things right and as one does you go to your obgyn at that early age and I immediately got on birth control pills so ever since I was 15 I was on birth control pills up until 2020 so for the majority of my fertile life right i was on birth control pills and so it's hard to know where potentially my ha may have started but likely it was around 2016 or 2017 when i wasn't i wasn't getting that you know normal birth control period bleed and at that time i had connected with my my obgyn i was also doing uh, working against gravity Danny which I know you're very familiar with oh my god <laughs> is that how yeah. you found us so no which is so what wild and ironic about that yeah 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 so I was doing working um working against gravity as well as brute body which I believe That's is also right. connected yeah yeah I so was just was at room. I was just at Michael and Adi's house last week <laughs> I, I know you're really close with them and it was a fantastic <laughs> program. And what I love so much, Danny, about your story is that you had shared with me early on that that was something that you were really keen on sharing around how we can connect and ask about a, a woman's period, right. Going through this program. So I'm really, I was excited to hear that you were part of that program, but in any case, I joined Wag and Brute bodies because I was going to get married uh, the next following year. And so decided to do this, wanted to get lean and toned up and built some muscle and ended up doing it and getting pretty lean over that time period. So I was with wag probably about a year and a half, um, and lost some weight and was feeling good and didn't have a period during this time. And my OBGYN said, it's not a big deal. You don't need a period while you're on birth control pill. So sort of left it at that and eventually got off wag and brute body. I felt like I had had and knew how to establish or wanting to lean out. Like I knew kind of what to do. So felt like I could get off the program. And if I wanted to lean out again, I knew how to do that. So come 2020 Danny stopped me at any point, if you want to <laughs> talk more, but I'll just continue. Um, so come 2020, I was, I had just turned 30 and I was ready to have a baby. So I, you know, 2020 was one hell of a year. This is this time of COVID and I had gotten off of birth control pills and really wanted to just see what my body was going to do. And I didn't have a period for many months and COVID hit. This is already a pretty stressful time for everyone. I didn't have my normal lifestyle of having a gym. And the only thing that I felt like I could do during that time to release some anxiety of COVID and the unknown was to go outside and end up being more active during COVID um, without having a gym. That again left me at a point where I was pretty lean um, into 2020. So I really was worried about not having a period in June and July, I connected again with my OBGOAN. And she said, All right, let's do the tests. Right. So they did. An ultrasound did a blood test and my ob told me i have pcos because i had cysts over my ovaries and i believe my amh was high as well um so she said this is this is what it is and in doing pcos i just connected zero percent with with what that was And in doing my research it sounded like a lot of it or can have to do pcos has to do sometimes with diet right and so I, in doing my research, I began cutting things like gluten out of my diet and dairy and restricting even more to try and support the, the mm-hmm. healing process of PCOS. And in fact, I had asked about my weight with my OB at that time, when she shared with me that I have PCOS. And she said, you know, your BMI is at a healthy level. I really wouldn't worry about it. I don't think it has anything to do with your weight. So I sort of continued on and, um, wanted another person's advice. So I contacted a family friend who recommended a holistic health coach, and she was the one who mentioned, you know, based off of your lifestyle, based off of your, some of your results, I I think you probably have this thing called HA. And at that time I had never heard about it. I couldn't even say the word hypothalamic amenorrhea. So Mm -hmm. I did a ton of research and the first thing that I did was quite literally typed in HA Hypothemic amenorrhea into my Apple podcast to just get some audio of what this thing actually is. And you were the only resource for me at that time. And it was (laughs) this like immediate download of information, right? Like I was totally binge listening to everything, all the content that you had. And I completely connected with you. I connected to the women on the podcast and I knew very intuitively that this was my experience. Mm yeah okay so this is a cool spot to like uh to kind of sum up or
0: even add some context uh yeah so like for, for people sure. who don't know um wag workheads gravity that we reference and brew body are basically macro tracking and crossfit style programs so just kind of like a lot of uh a lot of exercise and a lot of um control of food right mm-hmm. um and will you
1: do you kind of remember roughly how many calories you generally would eat Yeah. So the program works when you have a a rest day, you eat less calories than if you have an active day. So on my rest days, I was eating probably 1600 calories. It was pretty low on my non-rest days, probably closer to 18 or 1900. And I, I, to be totally frank, I shared this with my coach. I was hungry, you know? Um, she supported me with adding, a few macros specifically, I think it was probably to my fats to help with some of that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But I was hungry for, for a lot of the program and wanted to hit my goals. And so I did it, you know, like I'm very much of this um, like type a kind of wanting to hit those numbers exactly. And so I felt like it was a very successful week if I was able to hit those macros. So It was, it fluctuated depending on what I wanted to do in my goals, but probably nowhere more than 2000 calories a day.
0: Yeah. And do you remember how many days a week you were
1: training? Five or six days.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so this is definitely where, like, you and I have similar stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just more, more of that is better and will get me closer to what I'm trying to go, where I'm trying to go. So, okay. You kind of went down this path and then you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm not, I like, I have this history um, that is like, this just makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. And at this point I was listening, I was consuming the content and I wasn't, totally ready and prepared to completely change this lifestyle that I've convinced myself is the right way. And so I, you know, I've been functioning for such a long time doing this thing and it felt very comfortable. And so I decided to go to a fertility clinic before hiring you, Danny and the fertility mm-hmm. clinic, um, you know, supports in a similar way of the OB, but they do ultrasounds. They prescribe me things like letrozole, um, we did talk about HA as an option. They agreed that it's probably likely where I'm at, but food and eating more was never a discussion, um, which I was really disappointed about. It wasn't necessarily about root causing, right? It was like just getting you pregnant. So, what does that mean? Let's do, you know, IUI or IVF yeah, and let's talk about your options. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And in fact, when I brought it up, They suggested I should probably just eat a protein bar before I go to bed at night. So I ended up doing it. I was like eating a protein bar (laughs) before bed, but it was, um, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as I think prescriptive. And what I really loved about your program, Danny is it was a lot more about your, your symptoms, your BBT, how you feel. And it was very much like, let's just get you pregnant and let's kind of ignore these other factors that are probably contributing to the reason why you're not ovulating.
0: Yeah. Totally. So, so, so like, what the the uh, what made you not go through with the treatment?
1: Yeah. So they had put me on probably five or six rounds of letrozole. Oh. So letrozole supports ah, yes. with it's ovulation. all coming
0: back to me now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> letrozole supports ovulation, and it's and it never worked. I never ovulated. Um, despite letrozole, they did never. Um, I never tried clomid. I did a little bit of research and I felt like letrozole was a better option for me at the time, but never letrozole never worked. And I ended up having an HCG shot, which essentially forces ovulation to happen. And I didn't get pregnant. Um, so in January of 2021, right before I'd hired you, I was really spent and I was feeling tired and alone. And when you're a 30 year old, woman, most of your friends are getting pregnant. And Mm. my husband was an incredible force of optimism during this time. So that was a huge, that was it. And really, he really pushed me to connect with you, Danny, um, and felt that this was likely going to be a solve for me in talking through something like this with you and solving the root cause. Um, so he, as well as me feeling just tired of this process of, of putting medication in my body and continued failure, really led me to hire you and connect with you and see what this is all about
0: wow yeah I love husbands I, love
1: them <laughs> the best. I know
0: <laughs> I like it when they I like when they come to the discovery calls <laughs> it's
1: like they're... oh that would have been a really good idea okay I love that yeah, idea I mean I was that back then like, yeah that's really cool they're going to be like your number one supporter you know like you didn't ask me about him time yeah and i remember you i remember telling you that he was really big support but i think that's key it doesn't need to be a husband right or or a partner but just someone whoever that yeah yeah, that can support you in that process i think that's really
0: because because
1: it's so hard for
0: i'm curious what this was like for you but it can be really hard for us to sort of um put ourselves first like that it's uh you know it's funny it's easier for us to do something like um hire a macro coach right yeah or um like by a program or whatever because the outcome that we're getting is externally validated Mm -hmm. but the outcome that you're getting from like restoring your health and your fertility and like looking after you and um getting a period is is less kind of celebrated you know so of course it's one of the reasons it's easier for people to take action when it's time to get a baby yeah um But, you know, but all of those things, yeah, all of those things are super important. I think one of the challenges is that it's not always externally validated. So it's certainly Mm -hmm. helpful when someone's husband is like, you know, or or partner or just main support person is pro that because for some reason, it gives us like a kind of
1: um, permission to do something for ourselves. Yeah. When you're being told to rest and, intuitively listen to what feels good in your body and frankly like gain weight that is totally counter everything i had ever heard before about what it means to have a body right like a, a feminine body and all of these things are sort of backwards from what i have been taught and so it was honoring those things and allowing my body to just rest and mm-hmm. and listening internally so it was to your point it was very much um different and from what I had ever known before, and you just encouraged it. It was a really, Thanks. it was a very lovely process <laughs> working with you. And yeah. you understood completely since you did it yourself.
0: I also remember, um, you know, learning that the the working out and the desire to like be super lean wasn't actually that strong in you as mm-hmm um we may have thought it's maybe it was just like something you used to do that you used to love that like kind of like the point you made earlier like well now I'm 30 and I'm I'm ready for my next stage of life or you know I, I don't always know what it is that that it's like your 20s and your 30s are just totally different it's crazy to think back you're like remember when remember when I was just like so passionate about being jacked (laughs) it's like so (laughs) weird to be to feel so differently like I just don't even have you know um but I remember having conversations with you about like what what is like if you weren't doing those things like what would you be doing like what do you imagine and I thought Mm -hmm. that was always really really fun to kind of hear.
1: Yeah, you had me um so we <laughs> yeah. talked about it and at the time what I re- well there I think there were two things. One you had asked me what feels good to you in regards to movement when we were talking about, you know, do you want to work out at all? If so, like what is it that you want to do? And we talked a lot about yoga and we also discussed painting as something and writing as something that I feel like I need to reconnect with that thing. Like that's the thing that really lights me up. And you said to me, I totally have an image of you in overalls, pregnant I painting.
0: <laughs> I still have the image in my head. Yeah. There's plants in it too. There's like yeah, totally. it's it's a sunroom
1: <laughs> and there's plants. Yes. So- <laughs> is that real? <laughs> Which is so okay. It is, it is this is also really helpful. You helped me create these images that I could meditate on. And that image in particular, we, in 2021, we ended up buying a home in New Mexico and we had this yes. sunroom with all these beautiful plants in this. In oh. this sunroom. Yeah. <laughs> Such a like wild picture that you had had in your mind. Cause it's, it was very real, um, what you were describing and, um, yeah, I mean it really did come to fruition. So it was it was this image that I had drawn out myself when we were talking about it and something I thought about quite often as, as like is this to me feels like success, just being in flow with art and being with baby and these things that I could really think on and meditate on were helpful images yeah. for me.
0: Yeah. It's like the thing that comes to mind is like just the total opposite of hyper productivity and just yeah. just being and As a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Yes. Okay. I love it. (laughs) So what do you feel like were the main
1: things that, your body was asking for in the end. Mm. Yeah. So you mentioned hyper-productivity and we also talked about resting and being productive and busy were and are currently things that I consistently battle with. And having a 14 month old and you being needing to be present has certainly taught me (laughs) a lot about the need for rest when she's resting, for example, and that if you're going to be occupied while you're with this person, she's not going to have it. Right. And so going through this process with you really taught me to be a better parent for her around resting and being very, very present. And like, you know what, you're not going to be productive probably for the next year or two, (laughs) like things are just going to be different. And I was able to be a highly productive person up until being a mom, which I think is a different type of productivity. But, um, I, that part for me was a rethinking of, of what it means to, to, you know, be and be with child and, um, be successful in a way that's different from what I had thought before. So I think that for me was a total mind shift.
0: Yeah. Cause you know, I actually don't recall a significant amount of, um, but and you you totally might have a different opinion. So I'm interested in how you think about it, but that the the food and exercise changes part was not particularly a wild roller coaster for you. It was like you kind of were able to just do it,
1: do it, yeah. And I I think what helped in doing that is when I had come to you, I was ready. It was yeah. I wanted I wanted to claim my body back so bad that I was willing to do whatever it took. And I was completely convinced that by doing so would give me my period. And it, I mean, Mm Danny, and you remember I got, i had ovulated once in that first time I got pregnant, it was very immediate. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so it it certainly worked. And in fact, a few days leading up to it, um, you knew it was going to happen. Um, and we had talked through the, those 10 days after an early pregnancy. And we both knew that likely this is going to result in a positive pregnancy test, but it was, I was ready to do it. And um, I wanted my daughter so badly that mm. I, I, you know, I, I wanted to do it. And that came back to your point around when you have something that you want, it might push you, you know, hard enough to, to do it. And now it's really not about that. I'm not trying to get pregnant right now. And it's a different process for me about honoring my period in a different way and my health and rest. But at the time it was certainly, I was willing to do whatever it took.
0: Yeah. Do you think that the, just like the path you had been through, you had already kind of tried some other things. You had kind of
1: tried the extreme things first. They didn't work. Do you think that made you ready? Yeah. Um, and and I think hearing from so many women about what their recovery journey looked like, and it spoke so deeply to my own that it felt like the right thing to do. Um, and I'd spent a lot of time writing and meditating and going to acupuncture. And it felt very clear to me that this was the option that was going to really make an impact so for sure i was spent and i was done with (laughs) with doing another freaking lectures result round i was very much over that (laughs) process so i just wanted to do this i think in my opinion the the right way which is which is supporting your body and its natural functions
0: yeah well isn't it just like so nice to know that you can
1: yeah Oh, it's beautiful. Like, oh it's I could incredible. do it again
0: if I wanted to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, Yes. So then you got pregnant and that was yeah. all hunky-dory, right? Um, yeah. Is it how,
1: how'd it go? Was it everything you dreamed? Is it everything you dreamed? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the most intense process I've ever experienced. Mm. Pregnancy, birth, she was a uh, breach. So I ended up having a C-section. Um, oh, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah
1: she a little short and vocal cord so she wasn't uh she couldn't turn oh
0: yeah interesting <laughs> yeah when
1: they when they pulled her out they they said that to me and at, I like oh um, this makes anyways, sense okay yeah exactly yeah so and and then you know of course having her in the fe- this intense feeling of love is unlike anything you'll ever experience so it was it's been unreal she's 14 months old and she's a firecracker she's incredible um mm-hmm. and she you know, I think having a girl also makes me think about this process even more, and my own process, growing and maturing, um, and just being hyper aware of, of, for example, being cognizant of how I how I talk about food um, and honoring what she wants to eat versus, you know, putting like a hat on, for example, and asking her how does that make you feel, as opposed to telling her what I think <laughs> it looks like. So there's so many things that this process has taught me about uh, you know, honoring what it feels like for you and your body and trusting your body. So it's been incredible. She's taught me so much about myself. Um, it's been different than what I thought it was going to be, but in the best ways possible. So it's been amazing. It is. Why is is it different to what you thought it was going to be? Yeah. Um, I didn't think I was going to be so maternal <laughs> um I am very connected with her and I also didn't think I was going to breastfeed for so long so I breastfed for a, a year and was very oh. committed to that process and it was inche- um, dude breastfeeding what changes you whoa do you feel like when also- you weaned off you got your personality back <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah, it was, it it was actually, it was two weeks. I had emailed you, I think a few, maybe a few weeks before mm. I was deciding to fully wean off about, I'm a little bit nervous about getting my period back. It was two weeks after I stopped completely weaned off. I got my period, but um, it was, it was that. And also just the time spent of pumping and all the things. I mean, you certainly you come back, but also your time comes back. <laughs> I, I think that's why. Because yeah.
0: it's like instead of having to get up in the morning and go straight to pumping oh. or whatever, yeah. That because that I just like was miserable. And and I just end up spending a lot of time like scrolling my phone or whatever because, <laughs> yeah, you know, true. which I don't want to be that's doing, true. but I, I tried yeah. journaling and it was like it's so can't. awkward. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. So no. yeah, yeah. I feel you. Like- <laughs> i'm very passionate (laughs) about weaning (laughs) yeah yeah it's uh i'm glad that i that i did it um but it was uh i think breastfeeding especially in those early ages was the most difficult part of the entire thing um it she also Mm. completely you know i was she like ate off my nipples pretty much so i was like in a really bad bad shape she was pretty painful also um no. yeah, I just I don't know. I don't I hadn't heard so much about the breastfeeding process and what this can feel like and look like for you and your time commitment. So that part was shocking um to me. And you know, if your husband or your partner is helping you with feeding, the recommendation is you should be pumping. So it's not even like you're sleeping during those time frames. So I was doing all I the didn't things. do it. <laughs> Good for you. Every second day,
0: (laughs) every second day, I was like, "Ain't there's no chance I'm done in the middle of the night." So every second day, it was either his his night or my night from day one for ten straight months. And so for ten straight months, every second day, I would wake up absolutely (laughs) full, completely (laughs) full, and it caused me to underproduce a bit. But I just still was like, whatever. And I was getting down to the point where I would um have to be pumping milk during my workday and walk it down to daycare well I didn't have enough to send her but I was
1: like I refuse yeah to give up this 50% of my sleep (laughs) that's really smart and we started to to uh give her formula about six months in so I wasn't you know it wasn't like you're like yeah I give up on this (laughs) I (laughs) totally did the same thing <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think rest and sleep were something that you taught me early on too and about not setting an alarm and not waking up having coffee and working out. And so rest those first few months too you don't it you know, you're not sleeping much and so that part was really hard too. So, um that was surprising. There was a few things that were surprising, but overall this experience has been incredible. Really hard and lovely and for example a couple days ago she fell down our concrete stairs is absolutely the most horrific thing ever but Uh you're you're like oh my gosh how i care so deeply about this human and um they have my my whole heart and so it's it's hard to go about your life knowing how much you care so deeply about something so (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i have
0: heard this many times for people yeah um yeah like once as soon as they're born they're like you're, you're like my heart is now outside of my body yeah. and I can't, I
1: cannot protect her at all times. Do you do daycare or do you, are you at home with her full-time? Yeah. So we do, uh, we do a nanny share, which has been really nice. Um, so it's another family and I, I really like working. Um, and I really like this yeah. idea of having, um, uh, you know, some some, some support, um, during this time. So it's worked out really well, um, you know, quite frankly, the the we also did daycare too, and that was rough. She got she got COVID, she got croup, she got hand foot mouth all within the first three months. It was really gnarly. Yes, <laughs> so, it's so gnarly. Yeah, so it was rough. not fun. <laughs> so they also get bitten. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh, well, she probably is going to come from my daughter because she likes so, to bite and do all the things. So we got to be okay. Yeah, we got to be careful with that. <laughs> Yeah.
0: oh yeah oh well I love it i was so glad that I mean and 100% it's like you go from one lifestyle and then you reintroduce this like I'm now this like listen to my body sleep in <laughs> like what do I <laughs> want person and now I have a baby and it's just like it's not that it is not yeah. I have just realized that I have not brushed my teeth today just before we got on this call it's like ah yeah because it's like you also when they're when they are at you have to cram everything in yes you know yes so it's still like go 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 right and you're just like it's it's great it's great and I think one of the things that taught that was so great about having gone through this process prior to getting pregnant that not everyone gets to go through is you have you really learn about um letting go of control and you really yes. learn about like going mm. with the flow and you're yes. like, okay, this is just my, this is my season of life. And yeah. I'm just a hot mess for a little
1: while. And I'm just going to wear that. <laughs> that is. So, um, I had a conversation. I was probably about six months pregnant with my best friends and I had asked her about, you know, and we were just talking about the, this change and growth. And she said something to me that I'll never forget. It was the biggest compliment I could ever imagine. She shared that there is a, there is a lightness to me um, that she has noticeably seen since pre-pregnancy or during that time when I was, you know, mm-hmm. essentially doing wag and brute body and um, just around this control aspect and this lightness to her has really been something that she's, that she's noticed and has been really Uh, Proud of me for, and that I mean that's like all you want to hear, especially from someone you care about so much. So that was huge and really has encouraged me to continue this journey, which will be certainly likely lifelong, right? About letting go of control and resting and honoring your body, which I hope to continue to do um, and and listen to. So yeah, it's that is a huge uh, benefit of this of this program for sure. It's so
0: good. I really like your friend.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: because it's one of the things that we talk about that is hard is like um yeah. feeling like if I go down this path I'm going to like lose external validation and although mm. it's not wise to chase external validation um it is actually there if you just step yeah. into it like you will continue to be loved by others and if anything you know your your diligence to your diet and your training is not something that really anyone is like the only thing you're getting is, oh, you're disciplined. Like in, oh, you're the fit person, and it's like yeah. people are so attached to that. But yeah. like, why are you like, why, yeah. why do you care about that particular compliment when someone could be could be looking to you for like, hey, how is it that you just like manage to care for yourself so much? Or like there's this yeah. lightness. Around. It just sounds like a way yeah. cooler compliment. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and you're a better friend, brain. right? Yeah,
0: you're, yeah, you're because, I think because you're... you're showing up better for yeah, other people. Exactly, and then they're that's making them truly
1: appreciate you. Yeah,
0: not yeah. just think you're, that you're disciplined.
1: Yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been awesome. So that if I can continue to do that, and if my daughter can continue to feel that, then then it's all worth it. You know, I
0: love it. Are you guys gonna do it again?
1: yeah I'm a baby yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean we definitely we definitely want to we had talked about this a little bit and sort of your thoughts on it but I, yeah I'd, I'd like to have another baby and go through that process I have also liked having my body back over the past <laughs> yeah, couple months it's a know? real <laughs> tough decision and then you yeah. kind of look like okay I'm also in my 30s yeah.
0: so like how much of this is a choice for yeah. me uh-huh yeah it's it's definitely like bittersweet To go and get pregnant again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You
0: know, get your body back again. So,
1: yeah, for sure. I had a pretty rough first trimester. So, I'm, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, it was like you're, I felt really sick for, it feels like forever. It's only, you know, it was probably about 14 weeks. But, anyways, there's just these things, right, that you're anticipating and thinking about going through the whole process. But to me, I think being pregnant and getting pregnant is such a privilege. So, I'm excited for it. I would love for my daughter to have a, a sibling. I have a, Little yeah. brother and I liked that a lot. So uh, the sit with the same about a two and a half page difference. So yeah, we'll okay. see. I hope so. I've I've um I have full intention to get pregnant again.
0: Yeah, and you have full capability and knowledge and skills to go and do yeah. it. Um, you know <laughs> when you want to, like you know what to do. And there's what I love about all of the the things you have to consider. None of them is how am I going to get pregnant. And yeah. that
1: is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I am very in in touch with my cycle so much. So right. You know, exactly the day you're going to ovulate, you know, when you're going to start your period, it's just a, and it's not a form of control by any means, but a way of honoring your natural body's systems. And it it can, it can tell you how to, you know, what days you should be resting or things that might, you might be feeling the next following days because you're ovulating or because you're going to have your period. So it's just, it's just like beautiful indicator of, of your health that I love to honor i'm like kind of obsessed you've taught me (laughs) how to be sort of obsessed with this process but it's it's so cool but it's cool like that's why it's
0: i feel like it's called the fertility awareness method is the perfect name yeah it's just you have this awareness that gives you information that allows you to make decisions that are in line with your true goals and you're able to kind of check in and be like yeah and what like are my goals coming from a place that i want them to or that i feel like they should come from Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. And you just blend the two and you yeah. live your life. And it's so great. <laughs> so I'm so <gasps> stoked. It's been awesome to kind of get to relive your timeline and yeah, where it's same, all likewise. at now.
1: And so excited. And do you have your price period now? Yeah. So I've had three three periods. I'm on my period today. It started today, Ooh. as as it, you know, would if I'm speaking with you. So yeah, it's been it's been all good all as it working as it should so it's been a it's been Love a it. nice easy process
0: yeah yeah that's what we want to hear yeah. okay <laughs> well thanks so much for sharing I think that your story is gonna be really um inspiring for a lot of people who have the exact same goal as you and who are struggling with like the same
1: um things that like in- initial steps that they had to take yeah you know? Well, it's uh it's been an honor to talk to you, Danny. And thanks for giving me the space to talk about my story. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. I would do it all over again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed my story. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Hey there. It's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using it good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to Tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think, too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general get your husbands on it get your partners on it if you have a history of ha and add on top of that maybe a history of the pill maybe you've been pregnant before you know through treatments or other like you've just your body's been through anything you know you're absolutely 100 percent dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind and while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies eating nutrient dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending grassland nutrition, beef liver capsules for years now, and the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic, it's made from Australian beef, and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering, Or working on a fertility journey right now do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way they ship to most countries so you should be covered just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society just HA Society at the checkout for the 10% off that's GrasslandNutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily so if you do that you're doing a service to all of the women